0: Greetings and hello. This is Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Thank you for joining me. Today's podcast is about the topic of curiosity. Curious thing is curiosity. And yet not so curious after all. I just had a conversation with an artist, Deb Stoner, a small artist at large she calls herself. And it is on the Creativity Hustlers, Fakers, and Thieves podcast slightly different take on things. You can find it at creativity-hft.com. But in that chat with her, it was so interesting to hear how she would go from one medium to another and her endless curiosity pushing her forward. So she was a metalsmith working on jewelry and small objects, a variety of different metals. I took a class with her once that she taught in, in pewter making, which was revealing on many levels, including how little I knew about metalwork and the uh, melting temperature of pewter. Anyway, she was also interested in photography and years later became fascinated by a process of creating uh, digital images with a scanner. And her work is now compositions of flowers and bugs and really cool photographs. And they're huge. They're large. i you know, I've seen some that three foot by four foot. Uh, she wrapped a building, an art a gallery in, in uh, California, an art center in California with, with her images. So very interesting stuff. And I, and I thought to myself, well, what was the, I, I must have a story about being curious. I mean, I must have something back there in my mind. And, and I thought about the day I found outside my house in southeast Portland, which was a jungle. Basically, this house was a jungle. And a bunch of college kids lived there. And there was a band in the, you know, that practiced in the ground floor. And I slept on the couch. And I was out wandering around the house looking at stuff and uh, found this old hand plane sitting by the side of the house. It was just there on the ground. It was just sitting there. Someone had discarded it or forgotten it. I don't know. Huh. I wonder what you could do with this. Because I was at a, at a place with my college life where I was, I was pretty burned out by it. I graduated and at my school you had to write a thesis. So I, I produced 35 pages of drivel and passed. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew you could get away with that? Oh, yes. <laughs> the world is filled with such tomes. We'll just say tomes. So anyway i was i was burned out and and i saw this hand plane, and i thought i wonder i wonder what i could do with this i wonder what's possible with this so i hung on to it and then i left town for a while and and i recount all this in my book handmade but uh i left town for for a while and i left it with a friend with claudia and uh she hung on to it for me and I went back and I worked, worked as a mechanic for a while. I was a little curious about that, but I, I, I got over that. I got over being a, a gearhead. So I came back to Portland after one winter in, in Ann Arbor. That's enough. And I uh, looked up Claudia and got this hand plane back. And I thought, you know, I wonder what I could do with this thing. And I got a job pouring concrete with a guy. Great, great boss, Harvey. And uh, Harvey was, it turns out, was a furniture maker. He'd open the Sears catalog back when we had catalogs like that. And he'd go, I'm going to build this. And then he'd just bang it out in his garage shop. And I thought, wow, if Harvey could do this, I bet I could maybe try. And so I I worked with Harvey for a year, a year and a half, pouring concrete. It was hard work, but it was good work. There was no future in it for me. So I said, I, I'm going st- to become a furniture maker. Now, it's a ludicrous notion to think that I could teach myself how to become uh, skilled at uh, a craft like this. And I didn't really start with, with furniture making. I became more of a carpenter and built some structures. But that was the start. And I got some tools and I started to study up on it. And I was super curious about all the things that one could do with these tools. You know, I'd go to the store and I'd stare at these tools and I'd say, what does that one do? What does this T-bevel, what does that thing do? You can't, you could maybe poke somebody with it, but I don't think it's going to cut too much. I mean, I had no clue. You know, I knew what a square was. I was familiar with pencils, yes, but chisels and planes and spokeshaves and, oh, there were, Tons of these tools that, that you could use. What was a compass plane? Did you make compasses with it? <laughs> how about how about a bow saw? Did you make bows with that? Lots of tools to discover. Lots of techniques to discover. And I holed up in a basement for four years. My sweetie Jane was supporting us. And I started to get work. I helped as I could started to get work, and then started to make things. And I made everything based on the tooling that I had and the knowledge that I was able to accumulate. Basically, that meant I'd cut dados or grooves on my radial arm saw and screw things together. I started to knock some things out and then came up with some ideas and started to design some things. I designed a hand mirror, and I was making that and uh, selling that. I designed a stool long time ago. I still have it. I first designed a stool. I was curious about, you know, seating pieces. And I first designed a stool with, let me describe this. So you have a chair or a stool. And if your legs tip out towards the front or rear, that's called rake. And if they tip out to the side, that's called splay. And most chairs show both rake and splay. Well, I just chose rake on my three-legged stool made of two by twos and a, you know, two by eight for a seat. And I put this thing together and sat on it and just about tipped all the way over (laughs) because I just had rake on it. So I learned a lesson there. And so my next one was a four-legged stool with rake and splay and compound angles. And oh my goodness, it it sent me down a, a road, that's for sure. But that's what curiosity does. That's what's so fascinating about it, I think, is it will take you places you did not know existed. It will take you places that are... An astonishment to you and and foregoing that deciding that oh well i I'm not any good at anything I'm not good at woodworking so I'm not going to be curious about it. or I'm not good at music so I'm not going to be curious about it you shut yourself off from possibility and it's the saddest thing I think for for a person not to discover what it is they're curious about and it's different for everyone a friend of mine. I was talking to him about this this topic, and he said, boy, you know, you go places, and you're curious about all sorts of stuff. And I look at the manhole covers, and I just go, yeah, it's a manhole cover. I, myself, Gary, looks at a manhole cover and goes, oh, look at that shape. Look what they decided to do here. Here's this opportunity that they took or didn't take, depending on which country you're in. And that's a fascination for me. I'm so curious about manhole covers and things in the street. Um, I've got a whole folder of photographs of them. They're quite revealing. And as a designer, I think it's my job to be out there looking for these things. So I'm curious about shapes and forms and proportions. And since it's a designed world, I have opportunity every day I walk out the door. The only thing I I could say to Marty was, you've got to find what it is that lights your fire. What is that thing that makes you curious. Maybe it's not manhole covers, but that's okay. I get that. It's not everyone's thing. But what if it's clouds, atmospheric conditions, the swirls of hurricanes? Do they resemble a golden spiral? Oh, mathematics, geometry, botany, the study of locomotives, bugs, the, ex- I mean, the list goes on. And it's from these places that we get ideas. So I, I urge you, if if you have not listened to this podcast with, with Deb Stoner, please go check it out. On your major podcast services, Creativity, Hustlers, Fakers, and Thieves, and learn how one artist found so much to discover by allowing herself to be curious. and. And I think that's, that's an important thing. It's an important gift you can give to yourself. So this holiday season, give yourself the gift of curiosity and see where it takes you. That's the thing. See where it takes you. All right, I'm going on and on now. Curiosity is that, what do we call it, trait that can become insatiable. The more you discover, the more you want to discover. I think that's one of its, one of its strong suits. Once you open a door up, it refuses to be shut. And this appetite for more knowledge in an almost infinite world keeps us from going crazy, I think. Plus, it's so much fun to learn new stuff. The people who I find that are the most interested in life are always asking, what's in here? What's behind this door? What's under this rock? Try it. You might find out how much fun it really can be. Thanks very much for listening. Please Support the podcast on coffee.com. Check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com and creativity-hft.com for our podcast with Deb Stone around Curiosity. Thanks very much for listening. Appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <music>